Hello, and welcome to the weekly market podcast from BNP Paribas Asset Management. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined this week by John Kerry, who is the head of our structured securities business with a focus on mortgage-backed securities. Before we launch into the questions with John, uh, a couple of broad questions uh, for issues for the market. And the questions would be, will they, won't they, does it matter? And in particular around the next U.S. fiscal stimulus, still negotiations ongoing for a second package, uh, unclear, unlikely perhaps that any deal will be reached before the elections on the 3rd of November. But if you look at the market reaction, it's not so clear uh, that the timing necessarily matters. U.S. Treasury yields are at the highest level they've been at since early June, which would reflect a belief perhaps that the market's expected deal to be reached, uh, even if it's not immediately. Another area where we could ask the same questions of will they, won't they, does it matter is around Brexit, uh, ongoing negotiations, but still looking at the market or at least sterling exchange rate seeming to reflect a belief that a deal will be reached. Uh, the sterling exchange rate versus a dollar is actually at the same level it was at at the end of last year and versus the euro sterling hasn't moved all that much uh, over the course of October. So no real change there in the market's anticipation or belief that in the end, an agreement will be reached. At the same time, we're having to digest some perhaps uh, unsettling figures, particularly out of the eurozone. Eurozone composite PMI falling into contraction territory in the flash release for October, even though that was slightly better than expected. Uh, and with figures like that, raising the risk of a drop in GDP in the fourth quarter, of course, all depending on how the pandemic evolves, and in particular, the government response to the pandemic and to what degree we see even more restrictive measures. At the same time, though, with this uh, concerning economic data, that just raises further pressure on the ECB to do something. Uh, the question then remaining, what exactly can they and will they do? And then finally, the other key issue for the market of late is the U.S. earnings season moving in. Uh, not a real surprise in that the year-on-year -year figures are bad, 14% decline in earnings year-on-year -year at this point. But that said, economic surprises, quite good. 18% uh, better in terms of net income than analysts had expected. And two-thirds, let me repeat that, two-thirds of companies actually raising their estimates uh, or their guidance, at least, in the outlook for the rest of the year. And it's important to remember that even as the U.S. is arguably going into its third wave of the pandemic, when the country went through the second wave in the summer, you didn't see a meaningful increase in economic restrictions. Uh, and if that continues this time, that may be one reason companies appear to be a little bit more confident about the outlook. Okay, with that, let's turn to our guest speaker. I mentioned a recent increase in interest rates, but of course, that's an increase from a very low level. And in absolute terms, uh, bond yields globally still remaining quite low. So, John, for investors who nonetheless are still searching for yield, what do U.S. mortgage-backed securities offer? And in particular, if you could add a perspective for those investors whose base currency is the euro, and what about investing on a hedged basis? Sure. Well, as we look out at the landscape and think about high-quality global fixed income, uh, I'll note that there's over $15 trillion of uh, high-quality fixed income securities in the universe 
that have a minus sign. That is, all of these bonds have a negative yield. And in fact, uh, in many parts of the world, those yields have been going further negative. Um, contrast that a little bit with what's been going on in the U.S., where uh, optimism or over uh, the passing of a fiscal stimulus have moved 10-year Treasury yields up to 86 basis points. As you mentioned, uh, these are the highest yields that we've seen in our marketplace uh, since June. We are starting to see yield-based uh, buyers enter our marketplace uh, looking for mortgage-backed securities. I'll mention right now that our benchmark coupon, the Fannie Mae, the 30-year Fannie Mae 2 coupon, uh, has a yield right now of 134 basis points, 1.34%. Um, it's a very short duration asset, so it's out-yielding U.S. Treasuries by about 100 basis points right now. So um, the U.S. is one market, and agency mortgage-backed securities is a market in particular uh, where we can find some positive yields. Um, now, when we look at that on a, on a, a hedge-adjusted basis as well, uh, we still find that these yields are very attractive. Um, bond yields in particular have uh, made uh, local lows at minus 60 basis points. Uh, so while um, rates in other parts of the world have actually been going more negative, uh, we actually have more yield um, in U.S.-based assets right now, and in particular in our agency mortgage-backed securities. Well, it's certainly encouraging to know there are still some positive yields out there, particularly uh, in assets of high quality. Of course, we are getting close to the U.S. election. Everyone is thinking about what the outcome is going to mean for different asset classes, the prospect uh, for new legislation affecting different sectors. Is there any prospect of legislation that would change U.S. agency mortgage-backed securities status as AAA-rated instruments with an implicit government guarantee? Yes, yeah, so I think that's that's an important question, and it uh, uh, it relates to the question about the GSE reform. Uh, you may recall that the GSEs, Fannie and Freddie, uh, were uh, placed in conservatorship coming out of the global financial crisis in 2009. Um, despite many efforts uh, to remove them from conservatorship, they they remain in conservatorship. Uh, but I think it's important to note that an awful lot of reforms have already happened. So the first thing is that. Uh, the agencies have done a much better job underwriting their loans. Uh, they've done a much better job requiring a minimum down payment of 20%. Um, we're not doing those crazy ninja, no income, no job, no asset verification loans that we were doing back um, in 2006 and 2005. Uh, they've raised their guarantee fees. So the, the average insurance premium on a loan today uh, is about 58 basis points per annum. Um, and we've also had a pretty strong home price appreciation here in the U.S. And there's very few, if any, uh, mortgage borrowers who are underwater on their mortgage. That is that the value of the mortgage is in excess of the value of their house. So strong home price appreciation. Um, up until COVID, we had a very, very strong employment picture here in the U.S. So uh, folks employed, having uh, strong incomes, making their mortgage payments. And all of that led to some very strong profitability at Fannie and Freddie. Uh, and Fannie and Freddie were returning actually a lot of capital to the U.S. Treasury. And so that was a relationship that nobody seemed too keen on trying to upset, um, you know, throwing, throwing some sand in the gears. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Fannie and Freddie have remained in, uh, in the conservatorship. Um, this is an election year. I think our focus is on the election and not on GSC reforms. So I don't anticipate any major change as it relates to GSC reform uh, anytime soon. But I do think as we start to address the, the question of uh, having Fannie and Freddie leave the conservatorship, 
Uh, the first step really is to address the question of the implicit government guarantee. And in our view, um, before Fannie and Freddie can leave conservatorship, we need to make an explicit guarantee coming from the government for the mortgage-backed security. So in our view, um, the next step will be for the Fannie Freddie mortgage-backed securities to get a, a full faith and credit government guarantee. Great. Thanks for that clarification. At the beginning of, of the podcast, I did mention the market seeming to anticipate some sort of fiscal stimulus after the election, in a sense, uh, regardless of, of who wins, though it would certainly influence the size of the stimulus. Uh, one big difference with the package that we saw at the beginning of the year and one we might have now is that in the earlier in the year, of course, the U.S. was in recession. Now this stimulus would come when the economy is growing, and that would likely have a bigger impact on Treasury yields and on inflation expectations. What would that scenario mean for mortgage-backed securities? Right. So I think in that scenario, uh, you could start to see Treasury yields rise um, with the Fed anchored at zero. Um, it probably also leads to a steeper yield curve. And generally, that's a, a pretty positive environment for mortgage-backed securities. You may recall that uh, the key risk in agency mortgage-backed securities is related to prepayments and to refinancing. And given the very, very low yield environment we have right now, there is a healthy amount of refinancing and prepayment activity happening right now. Um, and that means a lot of supply of mortgage-backed securities. And, and that is one of the reasons right now why we've got a very healthy 100 basis point uh, spread increment over and above U.S. Treasuries. Um, if we were to see uh, a rise in yields, um, more and more borrowers would fall out of the window to refinance their mortgages. We'd have less prepayments going on. We'd have more certainty around the cash flows we have as investors in mortgage-backed securities, and we'd have less supply of mortgage-backed securities. So um, under those circumstances, we generally see in a rising rate environment, we see mortgage spreads tighten. Uh, we have greater certainty over what prepayments are going to be. We have greater certainty over what our cash flows are going to look like. And again, we see generally tighter mortgage spreads in those kind of environments and generally environments um, where mortgages outperform uh, duration matched U.S. Treasury. So so the, the steeper curve, uh, you know, yields uh, moving higher um, actually can be a very, very positive development for mortgage backed securities. OK, uh, if I can summarize some of the points that John's shared with us, uh, he highlighted that in a world of low and in many places negative yields. U.S. mortgage-backed securities uh, offer a positive yield, and importantly, it's a very large universe uh, and with very high-quality securities in it. Uh, and that positive yield is still available even on a euro-hedge basis. When we discussed the potential for legislative reform, John said that he didn't anticipate anything in the near term but that the first step along that process would be potentially change from the implicit government guarantee uh, that the government-sponsored enterprises or GSEs benefit from to a more explicit guarantee. And then finally, the implications for MBS of a big fiscal stimulus, rising interest rates, uh, and as John pointed out, a steeper yield curve, given that the Fed is going to keep policy rates uh, pretty much where they are for a pretty long time that generally a steeper yield curve is an environment that can be quite beneficial and positive for mortgage-backed securities. With that, that's all for today. If you have any further questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact. 
My thanks again to John for sharing his insights with us. I hope you will all join us next week when I'll be speaking with Agni Raukeskite from Impacts Asset Management on food, agriculture, and climate change. With that, goodbye and take care. This podcast presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BMP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.